Today on WGN Radio, we devote the day to the reality of Alzheimer's. We invited top doctors, researchers, and advocates to discuss where we stand in the fight against this disease. David Olson is the Director of Public Policy for the Alzheimer's Association and Katie Fox, a volunteer advocate for the Alzheimer's Association. Welcome both of you to uh, WGN. I just want to say why I chose that theme. Everybody takes that movie as a as a comedy, which of course it is. But if you take a closer look at the lyrics, it says conquer fear, conquer hate, and I think specifically applying to what we're doing, turning dark night into day, metaphorically speaking. So, David, why do you think the Alzheimer's Association prioritizing its public policy has been so successful with that? Well, thanks, Jan, and thanks for having us. Oh, sure. Uh, we, you know, we really are at the Alzheimer's Association trying to turn that darkness in, into day. And one of the real critical ways, right, we, we work through, through fundraising. We work to, to raise that money. We work to, you know, raise awareness through education. But also we're working on policy. And policy is so critical because we're trying to do two things. One, find a cure or prevention. And we're looking for research dollars. We're looking for partners at the state and federal level to make sure that can happen. And we have this critical funding that's needed for that research. And then secondly, we need to find um, resources for people living with Alzheimer's, for their caregivers, and all those impacts until that day the cure is found. So we're trying to make our nation and our state dementia capable. And that's really what we're about here. Uh, so we're really excited uh, to, to be here today and to really share uh, a little bit of the highlight from public policy. Well, it's, a, it's an honor for us to be able to offer assistance. And Katie, uh, why are you engaged with public policy as an Alzheimer's Association volunteer advocate? Yeah, uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me tonight. Sure, you bet. Um, I feel very passionate about opening the public conversation around Alzheimer's disease by telling my family's story. Um, I hope to be a voice of recognition um, in particular for younger caregivers in their 20s or 30s who are faced with life-altering circumstances surrounding the care of a loved one with dementia. In my case, it was my mom. The group of Alzheimer's Association staff and advocacy volunteers with the Illinois chapter and also around the country has been such a tremendous asset to my life beyond the years I spent caring for my mom. Mm. David, uh, speaking of policy successes, I've, I've heard that Illinois recently required training for doctors and healthcare professionals. Could you give us, I think that's an excellent idea. Could you give us some of the details about that? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a first in the nation uh, uh, step that we were able to take right here in Illinois. I know, you know, I know sometimes we beat on Illinois, but Illinois is really leading the way. And Illinois policymakers on a bipartisan basis working together uh, to make sure that we are leading the way in, in this area. But what we what we've done in Illinois uh, is we recognize that Alzheimer's has a low diagnosis rate. Less than 45% of people with the disease actually know they have the disease. And that limits their ability to access critical services, 
to uh, find clinical trials, and to plan for the future with them, with their family, and with you know their loved ones. And so we wanted to make sure, what can we do to help get that diagnosis rate up? And we said, you know, look at healthcare providers are on the front lines. They're mm-hmm. seeing this. They're talking to that patient, having that conversation. And so they need to be trained in how to communicate with people, uh, how to work with those who are experiencing maybe those early signs. And then if they are, make a diagnosis. Or if they're not in a position to make a diagnosis, at least get them a referral to the services they need. And this training is obviously for doctors, for nurses, for physical therapists, for all of our licensed healthcare providers. Uh, and then just this year, uh, we worked and, it may, and extended that also to paramedics. Obviously, another frontline profession that is, uh, that is seeing somebody in a crisis situation. Uh, and dementia will impact a crisis, even if it's not dementia, the, the root cause of the heart mm-hmm. attack. If it's somebody with dementia, right, obviously this is going to have a big impact. So that's really why we thought this was so important. Illinois is the first state to rec- require regular training uh, for healthcare providers and healthcare professionals. Wow. Uh, and we're really proud of that. I, I would hope so, Katie. Um, if, if these new dementia healthcare training requirements had been in place, how would you, your mom, and your family have benefited from it? Uh, we would have benefited uh, from it immensely, but I think it's important for me to mention that we are a family of privilege, and both financially and with access to resources. Mm. So I think the focus needs to be on families without easy access to these things and what this training will mean for them. So I think the benefits will be twofold. Number one, it will establish a conversation and a connection between the patient, their family, and the healthcare provider. Conversations around dementia are still seen as taboo or embarrassing for the patients to have with their family or their provider. So by having these conversations openly as part of annual well visits, I hope we see this conversation becoming more normalized for people to have with one another. And then uh, number two, um, it opens a lifeline for the caregiver. While the beginning stages of dementia will involve conversations with and consent from the patient, the end stages of care and decision-making fall directly on the caregiver. So by establishing a connection with the provider and maintaining that conversation throughout the care of their loved one, a caregiver has someone to go to for direction or advice on providing the best care for their loved one and also how to keep track of their own mental and physical health. I can tell you that I would have benefited from this. Caregiving is lonely and it's isolating. Mm. And it was only a few years after my mom's death that I realized how ravaged I really was by it. So this also opens up that equally taboo conversation of mental health care and how essential it is for everyone to have access to it when they need it most. Amen to that, Les. Uh, WGN listeners can help support the Alzheimer's Association by participating or supporting the Walk to End Alzheimer's in Chicago. It takes place Saturday, October 8th at Soldier Field. You can join the WGN radio team and walk with uh, John Williams, or you can start your own team. Or you can donate. For more info, visit alz.org slash walk and search for the WGN radio team. Katie, uh, David, uh, congr- you know, 
all the best to both of you, your organization, and um, keep up keep up the great work. And thank you so much for being with us here. We appreciate thank the time. You, so much. you bet.